Um, TJ asks, can you explain the similarities and or differences between a monk, a meditator, and a yogi? A monk is a fully ordained male or female person. Uh, monks, male monks, do have 227 precepts to keep. Female monks have uh, 311 precepts to keep. Mm, they are generally living in monasteries and uh, living according to the, the Buddhist principles. Um, not all do teach Dhamma uh, and not all practice the Dhamma even, but um, monks, male or female, should have as their goal, as their highest goal, to become enlightened in this life. A meditator and a yogi is basically the same, I would say, to my understanding. Um, the people who come here to our place, to our monastery, um, are called meditators or yogis. They uh, have eight precepts as long as they hear and try as good as they can to live almost like monks. Uh, they don't have so many rules and they are not required to, to um, have a knowledge about them in detail, but um, an interested yogi can, can really try to, without having the, the precepts, try to keep more than the eight precepts. The a meditator and the yogi are both people who come to stay in a meditation center or in a monastery and practice meditation. Or maybe meditator could be distinguished as somebody who stays at home and practices there. I don't know if that's... Um, no, I was just thinking about uh, my favorite example, this monk who who uh, I'll have lots of stories about him, but one of the stories about one of the monks at Jamtong who was a little bit, um, well, he had an anger problem. Uh, w at one point during our relationship, he came up to me and started abusing me. I can't remember what he said. It's been so long I've forgotten the story. But he must have said something like, you're evil. And he always said, you think you're God, you think you're God. And it was because I I stayed in the office with the computer, and so I said, "No, you're you're not allowed to come in at any hour of the day to use the computer because this is my meditation room as well." So I said, "We need hours," and uh, so he he thought I was a control freak. Anyway, but he had all these things, and I remember he must have said something fairly fairly significant, and he said, he said, "How can you?" He said something about. Because I wasn't talking to him, I, I wouldn't wasn't you know just listening and not answering. And he said, "How can you not talk to me? I'm a monk." And I looked at him and I said, "You're not a monk." And he walked away, stormed off. But a half an hour later, he came back with some Vinaya book to show me, and he said, 
uh, I want you to confess confess your offense. Uh, you've no, I, you have to go on on probation. This is what he said. You have to go on probation. I said, what do you mean? He said, you've committed a sangha disesa, which is an offense that ha that requires probation. I said, how so? He said, you have accused me of committing a a, a parajika offense, an offense that requires you or that makes you no longer a monk. He said, the only way that I you, you said that I'm not a monk. Therefore, the only way and the only way that I cannot be a monk is if I've committed a parajika. This is his reasoning. And I haven't committed a parajika, therefore you have no basis to accuse me. And because you have no basis to accuse me, and because, well, I don't think he said if you're, because you're angry, but he said, because you've done it baselessly, that's a sangha offense. This is his, his legal argument. And I said to him, that's not what I meant when I said you're not a monk. I said, according to the Buddha's teaching, nahipa pajito parupagati. Samanohoti I even quoted it for him. I said the, in the Ovadapati Mukha, the Buddha said one is not a um, a recluse, pabachita, someone who has gone forth, so a novice or a monk, or or even a recluse in other tradition, who abuses and reviles others. And one is not a samana, a a shaman, or or a same, it's the same meaning, one who has gone forth, one who has left the world. Parangviheta uh, yanto, who scolds others or abuses others. And, oh, he was really, I really got him with that, because he, he, he likes these kind of arguments. And so he came back with a tray of flowers and apologized to me. So, all I wanted to say, I mean, that's that's the answer that I would have given as, as Palanyani gave it, but there is some other way that you can... You can uh, answer this question, and that is to talk about what is a monk. A monk is, the word comes from mono, which means alone or one, no? the, the significance of being one who stays alone, one who is, uh, as the Buddha said, ekaratta, who, who is, uh, delights in staying alone, pantancha sayanasanam, who delights in a secluded dwelling. Uh, a meditator is one who meditates, one who, as we answered before, is one who considers things, who ponders things, who does some sort of investigating the truth of things. He uses yoni somanasikara to get to the essence of the experience, or the essence of the problem, the essence of life. And a yogi is one who practices yoga. Now yoga is an interesting word. Yoga means uh, some sort of... Uh, some sort of practice or some sort of um, development or cultivation. Uh, it's one who has, if I'm not wrong, it's it's one who has who is engaged in in uh, in in spiritual development. So actually, all three of them are 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 one and the same. And it's not by wearing a robe that one becomes a monk. The Buddha is in one sense. No, in 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 one sense, you can say, uh, like as I said to this this monk, I really got him. I said, "You're not a monk." And uh, I, actually, I don't think I was thinking clearly when I said it. I was probably upset at him, but then I did come back with a good reply. Uh, because there are two kinds of bhikkhu. The word bhikkhu. There are two kinds of bhikkhu. There's the sutta bhikkhu and the vinaya bhikkhu. Vinaya bhikkhu is one who is ordained and has a colossal number of precepts. A sutta bhikkhu is one who sees the fearsome, the danger in samsara. 
who sees the danger in clinging, the danger in, in creating, in becoming things, in having ambitions, in having goals, in having uh, future thoughts about the future and intentions. Bhayangikatiti sangsareti. Sangsare bhayangikatiti bhikkhu. One is considered a bhikkhu because they see the bhaya in the ikati, they see the see ikati, the bhaya, the danger, the bhaya in sangsara. That's why they're called a bhikkhu. So you can play with these words. The Buddha called himself a Brahmin. Uh, he said a Brahmin is someone who is, if I can remember this, Papang Bahit. Bahit. Bahi, bahi means external, so he uses Brahman comes from Bahi, he says, or something like that, who has expelled evil. This is why they're called a Brahman. Samana is because they have Santimana, they have a peaceful mind. And so a yogi, he would find a, a meaning for the word yogi. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, they're really all just words. So. I mean, the answer you gave is correct, and probably the answer that was requested, but just thought it was an interesting opportunity to talk about what's really important. What makes one a monk is that they stay alone. If a, if a person who calls themselves a monk goes cavorting around with uh, lay people or even with other monks and gets caught up with useless pursuits and, that, and, and socializing as specifically, then they can't be called a monk, even if they do have all the rules and are correctly certified and so on. One can't be a meditator just because one stays in a meditation center, or even just because one practices walking and you know walks back and forth and sits for a long time. You have to actually be meditating. You have to actually be considering. And you can't be a yogi if you're not dedicated. If you're uh, just because you're wearing this or that clothing, or you've taken on some precepts, a yogi is someone who is constantly involved, who is engaged in the practice. So, just more thoughts.